Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bombdad listeners. Uh, Today, we are sitting with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, once again, one of those communication and, um, you know, the conversations we had uh, this morning about uh, music. And uh, Dr. Andrade actually brought this topic and uh, we decided today we can talk about music in all aspects of it, the musicians, the music instruments, the feelings we have towards uh, music and different types of music. And uh, today our conversation is basically, um, you know, just anything to do with music. Yeah, I think it's one of those things very universal. And so thinking of, of culture as well, it's, you know, music is, is such an important aspect of almost every culture. I can't think of a culture that, that you know, is not interested in music. I, I think it's a way to communicate, to represent oneself. Uh, it's very powerful. It can be very healing, very uplifting. I think in, in our society and culture, we'll see a lot of uh, music be a, a, a road to opportunity and success for individuals. Uh, there's so many artists you hear of their stories of how they've struggled and in their belief and pursuit of music, uh, been able to, to build a life and touch so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one of those things that can be with you in your time of, of joy and excitement and celebration. Uh, but, uh, you know, it can also be there at those times where you're feeling really, really low and really, really isolated, really disconnected. So, uh, but, but I think throughout those times that it's present, it's still very healing, uh, and, and very, very, very meaningful, very important. I know for myself, uh, I'm constantly playing music. Like if if there is a day that I go without music, something is probably really, really wrong. Uh, the internet's down, uh, you know, uh, I left my phone somewhere. I mean, it's just, it's almost uncomfortable, I think, to not have music around. Um, and it's definitely one of those things where I'm listening to music that is aligned with my mood, but sometimes then I'll find, you know, I'll have it on shuffle and a song will pop on and then it'll kind of shift my mood a little bit too. And so uh, it's always so interesting how uh, music, different types of music, uh, different artists, I always love hearing about the artists and their experiences um, can be so powerful and so moving in those ways. What about for the two of you? I mean, what, what have you seen music do for you as well as maybe even others uh, in your life? Well, I'm the same way, Alex. I just, I, in every part of my day, uh, I'm listening to music. And as you said, depending on the mood, I even can study with music. Um, You know, sometimes, um, you know, people have problem uh, studying with music, but I actually can do better when the music is on. Um, Of course, you know, when I'm studying is more classical music, so it's not, I'm distracted, but I listen to the words. The words uh, are very important to me when I listen to music. And based on the words, I think the mood uh, or or my mind goes there, you know, to the words of the song or, um, and the music, I think it could be really mood changing because sometimes you are in a situation and a very upbeat music just wants you to get up and dance to really you um, become excited. You become uh, even, you know, especially people I'm sure 
you know, are different. But when I read a book, I really get into the story. You know, I, I walk with the characters. I, I feel them. I picture them. But music is the same. I feel like, you know, uh, I, I, I am just moving with the music. So, yeah, music is really important, I guess, um, in all cultures. This is Dan. I think that music is very important part. I love listening to my music for Spotify. You know, I've got lots and lots of albums. I'm more interested in ambient music that's a little more background. Some of the music with vocals, I like to listen other from other countries because I like language. So I love music and I think it's a very important part. What I don't love is when I'm driving down the street with my windows and I am, my car is being shaken by somebody else's. Or if I'm riding my bicycle on the bike trail, enjoying the sounds of nature and somebody drives their bicycle by playing a speaker that is quite loud and then I cannot hear some nature. So then I'm I'm forced to listen to their music. I know I should be thanking them for sharing their music. <laughs> However, I can't always find that. I even had on the golf course, people are driving around now with speakers on their carts and playing. I don't know. That part, I don't really do. You guys have that same feeling? Or is that just, am I getting old? <laughs> getting, I know I'm getting old. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that. It's just different. Yeah, because you're enjoying the nature. You're probably in your own, you know, world driving. And then all of a sudden somebody distracts you by a loud music. Um, yeah, I mean, working with kids all the time in my life um, at school and, you know, even now, uh, I understand some of these young people that they have loud music uh, so maybe it's just accepting because this is part of life and you have to deal with it but if I love it no if I just bear you know and and understand it but yeah it's just interesting that sometimes you feel like some of the youngsters are throughout the day listening to loud music and rap music and you know uh, it's uh, it's a different world and um, I always feel like I was the old school because I always loved more you know romantic music even when I was younger I um, you know always loved um, more meaningful um, you know uh, lyrics of the um, vocals that I hear so yeah it's just different and with everybody you know it's different it's funny because I'm definitely getting older but uh, at the same time I, I love you know listening to like newer music too and I grew up listening to, to rap and hip-hop I used to actually to I don't remember if I shared with you guys I used to work at Tower Records in uh, Sacramento yeah. uh, yeah, and it was, oh, uh, nice. uh, it was in high school, and it was a great experience. I, I learned so much about music through people who were just, that was all we did. We got paid to talk about music and to sell oh, music, nice. and so it, it was like the best job I ever had. But through that, I learned so many different genres and so many different types of music, uh, and so it's just, it's, it, I think people want to share, like you said, Daniel, those people who are blasting their music and even people who are kind of playing it even a little loud, they're, they're wanting to have the soundtrack to their life and sometimes are oblivious to others in that way. Like, no, this is my soundtrack, man. This is my world. This is what I'm, I'm in. Uh, but yeah, definitely it could be one of those things when, 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 you, when things rattle, it's like, okay, you, you, you're kind of probably losing a little bit of, uh, 
what that was in that way. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, just that's their connection to it. And yeah, I think it can be annoying and frustrating at that same time, but like, yeah, uh, it is something that people are like, I, I want to, I want to hear it. I want to, I want to live it. I want it to breathe with me as I'm moving through my day and, and you know, wherever I'm going. And so uh, I, I try not to be one of those people uh, and I'll try harder to now knowing, uh, you, you know, that bothers you, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> I try to have my headphones on, but yeah, there are definitely times where I'm driving in my car and, you know, I got the, the windows down and, and the sunroof open and it's a sunny day and yeah, I want to play it a little bit louder. And so it just, again, it's just that experience in that moment, you know. Now, I'm, I'm taking a German language class right now this semester. And one of, in the book, what they have is a couple of, in every chapter, they have like one or two references to a, a movie in German or music that's in German. And they'll teach some of the language through that song that oh, is nice. in German. And so you got to go look it up like on Spotify or whatever, uh, but it's pretty accessible. That's pretty cool exploration. I think that's, you're learning so tell us a little, I'm not familiar with German music, or maybe I've heard and never noticed, um, but I'd like to know more. What type of, um, you know, lyrics I'm, or songs? Well, I'm definitely not the expert on this, and I haven't heard many German songs, current German songs. So I really don't know the answer to that question. It's kind of in some of the type of hip hop, rap type of areas, or some is rock. I don't really know what is their predominant mm -hmm. approach. I think most of us just know it, know German music as a stereotype. Yeah, I guess uh, there were the time I remember this, this hip hop and rap music was really popular. It was a time I was teaching and I remember a lot of people were against it, especially because of the language they were using. But when you open your mind to everything that happens, especially when it's in um, art, music, people actually create it. And because anything that is with art and music and creation by people, it just shows that, you know, things are changing. And if the language changes, not that I'm for this language that sometimes it's used in the rap music, but a lot of times this is a language that um, in private situations people use. And so they brought that to the music. And it was just, I remember, it was such a shock to many, especially traditional um, people that they hated it. And for me, it was like, you know, I was experiencing it. I didn't know whether I like it or, or hate it, but I was just always in awe that how some of these young people could rapidly talk for a long time and just say these words right after each other. And I was just thinking, wow, what an expression of language that how do they do that? And that was, I think, a talent like Eminem at that time, I remember, became very famous. And, and it was just um, the role model for many young people. I remember at that time, I was teaching junior high and many of my students were just when I walked in the room, they were just uh, mocking Eminem and they were just writing some lyrics and they were reading it um and it was fascinating how they could go this fast even that to me that aspect of it was very interesting that pretty much all of that fascination i'm sure you have that and i'm sure it's there it's lost on me <laughs> well i don't 
please do not interrupt my what peacefulness I have with hatred or building anger or promoting anger. I'm sorry. As a psychologist and a human being, I can't promote hatred or anger. I don't think it's a good program. I'm sorry. I'm not in favor. I, don't I think, think there, yeah, I think there's a lot of messages that come with it too. I mean, uh, it's funny because I grew up where my siblings, you know, uh, were really, really into that music as, as well as I was. And even uh, one of my brothers went on to, to rap and actually has, you know, um, songs on iTunes. I mean, he's, uh, you know, like published or whatever the right word is, but, uh, yeah, it's something that he's, you know, really good at actually too. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's something that is so there, there's a culture behind it. Even I, I, I wanted, I'd be remiss to, to not mention uh, this last week, a, a rapper, a famous rapper DMX, uh, just died. And, and there's this huge outpouring of uh, support and people mourning and acknowledging, you know, the impact that he had on, uh, on music and culture. And like you were saying, Sade, like giving a voice uh, to things that were maybe being experienced and not shared in, in popular media in that way. And so I think that's something that always appeals to so many uh, and to be able to feel connected in that way is, is crude and is, is kind of vulgar as it can be sometimes, you know, I think that's, that's people's reality or some have related to their experience that allows people to feel heard and seen in that way. And I think that's what music does. A lot of times it brings things to light or bring things up that are tough. Even when we think about love songs, it brings up, you know, those feelings. Uh, and so even sometimes it's very crude and, and very, uh, uh, you know, vulgar songs associated with like rap and hip hop can be, um, very, very moving in that way. And so I was tempted to share too to listeners that he can't see us, but you know, Saide is wearing an M&M shirt right now. And she usually <laughs> does whenever we record, she always has her M&M gear on. And I'm just like, is that? Alex, come on. Don't make an image of me for yeah. our listeners. <laughs> Everybody's like, Saide's rocking that M&M gear. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus. So you'll be of, able to see it when we uh, begin doing videos for uh, Radio Bomb. There you go. Oh, see, now we're going to have to get you. Now we're going to have to get you an Eminem shirt. And so that way, uh, you know. Actually, listen. many people have asked me, why don't you guys uh, videotape your communication and conversation? Um, that's why. That's why. Because they see Eminem shirt. Yeah, like, you know, I've seen things, man. <laughs> well, thank you for that imagination of me with Eminem t-shirt that I don't wear. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back and continue our conversation. The M&M's man, the M&M's man, the M&M's man, and he adds a lot of love to make it all taste good. <laughs> شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی در خدمتون هستیم روزای شنبه و یه شنبه و در مورد موضوعات روانشناسی و فرهنگی صحبت میکنیم اگر کسانی هستن در منزل که به زبان انگلیسی ترجیح میدن برنامه ما رو گوش کنن ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت دوازه تا یکی بعد از ظهر برنامه رو به زبان انگلیسی داریم الان برمیگردیم و ادامه صحبتمون رو در مورد موزیک و همینطور در مورد مطالبی که به هر حال با موزیک در ارتباط هستش راجبش صحبت میکنیم
All right, we are back with Dr. Alexandrodi and Dr. Daniel Rockers, and we continue our conversation about music. And I just want to ask if any of you guys play any musical instrument. Dan, I, Dan says yes. I have a piano, and I have three or four. Not taking them right now. I definitely enjoyed doing it at some oh, point. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Uh, I've always wanted to, but no, I say I play the radio pretty well, but that's about it. So, uh, you know, yeah, no, unfortunately, it's something I never got into. I, w- I remember when I was younger, I did want to like learn how to like DJ and like mix and stuff like that. But um, especially working at Tower, like it was just something that was really interesting. But no, unfortunately, I never got into it. How interesting, Alex. I may have run into you at some point because I used to go to Tower a lot. Mm. And it's, isn't that interesting that you may have been working there? We even ran into each other. We didn't know each other. I didn't know mm. you were working there. And, <laughs> and in general, I love that area, mm. the Tower mm. Theater, the Tower Music, the restaurant at, at that place. Um, and I always loved the films that the Tower Theater brought. And I was almost without exception at one point, every movie that was playing in tower i was seeing because i just Mm -hmm. loved the choice of uh, films and especially the festival films that they brought but back to music uh we were talking about um you know the rap music which was uh, my experience when i was teaching and my kids actually grew up in in that era um the interesting thing that you brought up it was the voice of um they usually said gangsters it was the the voice of the street boys or the streets life but also it was a lot of the stories in those uh, you know lyrics in in those music that i'm sure many people didn't like it but when you looked at it or you listened to with a different mindset that this is the anger that's coming out of a certain generation or certain types of people that they were running into a different lifestyle it would just give you a different um, perspective especially because my boys at that time were listening to these type of music and I remember a lot of times I had this conversation with them that you know um, you know this is a music that is more about this and that but I guess it's so interesting when you're 12 years old and you're 13 years old and you're growing up and that's the time that this music is hot and and everybody uh, at that age or you know that um environment is listening to you can't prevent it you know i mean this is this is something else and i remember when we were growing up i remember some of the music we were listening probably our parents didn't understand it and didn't agree with because the lyrics was different and I remember my parents always uh, encouraged us to listen to more meaningful you know literature meaningful you know uh, stuff and it's just being young and Mm. going by the flow you know so interesting you know when you when you look at things right in front of you changing you know then you look like you had a reaction to that (laughs) well yeah I have a couple reactions to that remember Telling my dad, we were listening to the radio and he mm. didn't care for the rock music that I listened mm. to. And we were listening to something where um, Angus Young, what was mm. the group, that the lead singer for? Sure. Uh, it was some heavy rock group. Oh. And 
I said, yeah, what's interesting about this guy is that the beginning of every performance around and moons everybody. My dad, my dad says, yeah, well, he ought to because he's a real a <laughs> So he didn't, he did not care for it at mm. all. So I get it. And that's why I say, well, maybe I'm just getting old. I, mm. I, yeah. I took the part where music is an expression. And I think that's good. My question comes though, in that what's the, what's the difference between expression of something and promotion? Mm. So, you know, we're talking about so violent anger or hatred that gets expressed. And what's the what are your thoughts on that about the, because I think often I end up being this, I, I'm, I'm for expression. I'm not for promotion of certain things like that. Mm -hmm. I guess uh, the expression by itself brings the promotion, you know, when the radio um, stations are playing, uh, when, um, you know, people in the street are playing, they're actually promoting. I, I think that happens a lot of times naturally, unless the radio stations are um, with that mindset themselves, because I know there were certain radio stations that constantly they were playing those types of music. So they were promoting it um, by just playing it, you know. Well, but promotion of a value. Oh, I see. Yeah. I think it's hard. I mean, it's 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 a thin line, I think, because I mean, this this argument has been brought up when it comes to like video games and violent movies, you know, knowing that we can see those things, but do we have to or hear those things, but do we have to act on them? And I think it's one of those things if if we just take them at face value and truths versus being able to, I don't know, have a dialogue about those that, you know, those can be things that are real or um maybe relate it to one's experience but then also at the same time doesn't mean it translates into the real world so i think it is with some you know if, if somebody isn't informed or guided in some way that they can think that that's how life is and that's the world and so uh yeah i think it's it's tricky in that way it could i think it can it, it lead to promotion sometimes but i don't think it always does either i don't think it's a one-to-one -one ratio in that way i think it's the there's the risk there which i think people can be uh, informed about and consider but once you start villainize some something especially a form of expression it tends to get more attention and uh, people really kind of uh, wanting to know what that message is I think that's very true. I think there's also the phenomenon of, as human beings, when we hear things, especially over and over, a little bit always soaks in. We may, when we don't often know it, but often mm -hmm. we, we can tell that when we separate either from a person or like if we can often begin to realize how attached we were or some of the things mm -hmm. were about that. Well, then you talk about promotion. I think uh, for me, um, the way I see it, when um, it was music awards, and then you see some of these people are getting the best, you know, music, the best, you know, lyrics, the best song. Um, that's a value promotion, because then you see in the world of experts in music, they're giving awards to some of these musicians or some of these, you know, singers. I remember for me at that time was interesting to see some of these people get, you know, promoted by that. So it seems like in the world of music, the value has been promoted, you know, by getting those awards. I, I remember for me at that time that I wasn't sure how this music is going and what is going to happen in the society. 
and watching the music award and seeing all these awards they're giving to these, you know, um, singers Eminem. or musicians. Eminem, were you going to say Eminem? Yeah, I know you were going to say Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So, you know, at that point, you realize that, no, there is, a, you know, value for experts, you know. What do you think, Dan? Well, I if they get an award, you're saying if they get an award for certain explicit lyrics that they're in a way that's promoting explicit that I do agree. I think it's hard. I think there's a difference between promoting the value and promoting creativity. Mm. We, I think we see this in the visual arts or some of the sculptural arts too. It's one person's art, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And there can be a technical execution that is very skillful, but it may result in something that overall is obscene or offensive, promoting something very negative. I would have, I would have a hard time thinking about how a, a, a statue of somebody executing somebody else. I just couldn't see much meaning mm -hmm. value. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Even if that person, you know, meant to have such a reaction, but still you don't want to see it. I, I get it. I get it. But also when you think about it, like, for example, the classical music, when you compare like Beethoven or Bach or all these famous, um, you know, musicians, they're everlasting, but some of this music comes and goes and they're for certain eras, but then they're like classical music um, that they, they are always every single day of everybody's life seems they're everlasting. They never go away, but there's certain music that they're up and there you hear them all the time but therefore maybe certain time of the eras that we hear uh, everywhere a lot of the current music i think that's out on spotify and i think this like rock and rap and all that i put into the general classification of pop and to me and i'm sure people have a very strong reaction against that but to me pop music is like is stuff that's easily consumable like candy or fast food that it, it, it's not, I don't think it's really necessarily set up as something enduring. It's not like writing a, a symphony, I don't think. I don't think it's to that technical degree. But that's my take on it. What do you think, Alex? You've got more of a background in the music industry, it sounds like. No, I think it grows into something more. I'm just thinking of uh, like country music, for example. I've just recently, uh, the last couple of years, gotten a country. And it's it's. I think it's actually very similar to rap in that way. There's a lot of story in that, a lot of storytelling, a lot of uh, a strife, a lot of challenges, a lot of heartache. Uh, uh, but then also, too, I mean, there's there's a story there. I'm thinking of the movie um, A Star is Born. And uh, I don't know if you've seen that one with uh, Lady Gaga and uh, actor. Um, but it's one of like struggle and suffering substance use and depression and uh, won't give away the ending but it's very dark in that way and and we can say oh that's that's a horrible story to tell like you know youth can't see that and how how horrible things are and it's like well that's that's country music you know and so uh it, it doesn't uh you know it's it's not buffered because it's not different because it's a different genre it's just a different experience in that way yet very similar at the same time and so i think those those messages can parallel in a lot and they along the lines of your question Dan, i think they can become something else i i don't think i i, I 
I'm thinking of some of the interviews uh, on the radio that I've heard from different artists. And I don't think they ever say, yeah, I wrote this and I knew it was going to be hit or I know it was going to be a classic. And, you know, you talk about like people like, you know, Prince or, you know, um, I'm thinking uh, um, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, I was thinking of, what's his name? Walk the Line, blanking on his name. Johnny right Cash. Johnny Cash, you know, like, you know, Marvin Gaye. I mean, those Marvin Gaye, Johnny uh, Johnny Cash, I mean, those were men with a lot of angst. Uh, I read an autobi- autobiographical book about um, Marvin Gaye and very depressed, a lot of angst, a lot of struggle, but people associate with his music as romantic music and very upbeat music and even uh, political in that way. And so, uh, yeah, these people can, you know, write these songs and hope that they become something. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, where you cross that line from pop to, you know, masterpiece. I mean, you talk about like Stevie Wonder, you know, people revere his work and and say how, you know, excellent it is. You know, did he write this being like, this is going to be a classic, you know? I mean, I, I think that can be a, a hard thing to say. Even Lady Gaga now, like people like love her and she has such a catalog, uh, Taylor Swift. I mean, you can say these people start you know, and maybe in the pop genre, some people go on, some people don't. So I think it's it's hard to know, you know, where's that transition in that way. Mm-hmm. Coming back to another point, slightly different though, is that you referenced it, Alex. And that is the idea if somebody, like a movie might be a tragedy. So a tragedy movie or a tragedy play, that's an expression of something. And then the question would be, well, does it really promote that or not? And it, it, I agree. It would be censorship to say, well, no, we're not, we can't show anything that shows somebody having a bad outcome or something like that. That would be, that would be wrong too. So maybe a way of uh, me looking at this other music is to see it in that way. Like we don't censor movies that are just because they're tragedy. It might have something to do with how it's portrayed. I think there is that an element of that. In it. I wonder if uh, we pay attention more to music than musician or musician. What is the relationship? Because do they, um, you know, go together? Do we care more about the musician than the music? You know, because like Michael Jackson, I guess it was just because of the acting part of it that um, every time, you know, you talked about him rather than his music, you know what I mean? Or, or like Elvis Presley, these guys um, brought really so much into culture, not only in the United States, but in the world, you know, um, but mostly when, when you talk about their music, you talk about the person, you know, I was wondering, you know, what I do think- you think? I think that is enters more into the realm of a personality cult that people begin to connect with and worship that person or personality. And that's what they're enamored with. And then everything else flows along. And, and they that, become role models, you know. Be, oh, they be very much become a role model. I think that's very true. Okay, we um, give a break and we come back to have the last part of our conversation about the music and musicians.
شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما از دوستان عزیزمون دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندرادی روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه دعوت کردیم که از شرکت توانا با ما باشن ما در روزهای شنبه و یه شنبه از سطح دوازتویی که بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی در مورد موضوعات روانشناسی و فرهنگی صحبت میکنیم امروز صحبتمون در مورد موزیک و موزیشن ها هستش و اینکه چطوری فرهنگ جوان های ما در هر دوره با موزیک تغییر پیدا میکنه یا اینکه به عکس موزیک بر اساس تغییراتی که در فرهنگ جوان ها هست تغییر پیدا میکنه برسات رسیدیم به اون جایی که صحبتمون در مورد فرهنگ و موزیک و اینکه چرا بعضی از گفته هایی که در موزیک هستش بعضی ها رو خوشحال میکنه و بعضی ها رو ناراحت میکنه بعضی ها باعث غم میشن بعضی ها باعث خوشحالی میشن و به طور کلی موزیک تغییر حالت در افراد موقعی که گوش میدن ایجاد میکنه All right, friends, we are back with the last part of our conversation about music. Right. You just have to jump in here. After you turn your speaker on, the key element, Dan, got it. Thank you. Here's what I'm trying to say. What was an artist who was influential for you when you were younger? And I can give you an example from my own self. I'm thinking of... And this, I was reminded of this because I was, I think, came out a little bit critical on rap music. But in the 80s, I listened to Gil Scott Heron, who in some circles is considered the father of rap. He was doing what I think now is called spoken word stuff. But I remember having an album of his thinking, this is great stuff. And some of it was social commentary and some of it was like a social justice type of thing. But I really did enjoy that. I thought that was really nice. And I just liked, I think I was coming into my own voice at time and on my own. I liked how he. presented some of those things. I'll have to go back and listen to it sometime now and see if I receive it in the slide. Well, so that's what's the artist again? I'm curious too. Gil Scott Heron, H-E-R-O-N, the last. Yeah, that'd be great to, to reconnect with that. I'm curious too, see what that'd be like for you to listen to it now. What, what would you take away from it? Right. He did some things. Uh, one was called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And I suspect that was referring to what is cultural revolution. He did one called Gladiator Invader of Grenada. And that was during the time of Ronald Reagan trip 
down. I think it was right. Somehow he he was being a. That was some interesting stuff. What about you guys? Is there an artist that had some effect on you, or one you can remember? Because I think it. I think music is very much that way. It it soaks in. It connects. We connect with somewhat magical about it. Yeah, I remember as I was mentioning <clears throat> earlier, Marvin Gaye read a book about him growing up, and I remember in high school uh, reading, and I don't really remember reading a lot in high school, uh, but I, I was enthralled with this book, and it was just, uh, it's a tragic story, uh, you know, he was actually murdered by his father, um, uh, yeah, he had a, an abusive father, it's, uh, more verbally abusive than anything, I believe, if I remember correctly, but um, yeah, he, um, he ended up being murdered by his father, and um, he, he struggled with his identity and who he was and even just his worth and his value um and it's it's so contrast to what you may think in regards to the level of confidence that he must have i remember there was a um i think there's actually a video he was like in a like a speedo on stage performing like one of his hits like a sexual kind of song and it's like you got to have some kind of confidence to be able to do that and he wasn't like all you know, abs or anything like that. I mean, he was probably like a normal portion man, you know, had a little bit of a, a stomach. It wasn't, you know, like super, you know, buff or cut or anything like that. But he presented himself in one way on stage, but then had his own inner, you know, struggle and turmoil. And um, at, at such a developmental age for myself, uh, uh, it was something that was so interesting and so intriguing. And so to be able to hear that this person who was revered as, you know, a a sex symbol or, you know, somebody who, you know, you, you think would have this huge amount of confidence um, actually was just like any other person and, um, you know, kind of struggled with, you know, family and struggled with fame and, you know, this idea, I think it even relates to what we talked about the other day about love and about uh, just the idea of uh, uh, attraction. And so for me, I remember just, you know, uh, trying to, uh, you know, understand my own growth and, and hearing that, you know, other people can go through this period of uncertainty and, you know, who we are and how those experiences we have uh, with family kind of impact us and can shape us. And so, uh, yeah, it's really a, a tragic story of, of such a great artist, um, you know, like so many others being taken at a time um, in, in such a horrible way uh, from the world. But at, but still, you know, in the, in the brief time that they were here being able to give us so much. So, uh, yeah, uh, he was probably one of my, still to this day, one of my favorite artists in that way. And yeah, it was really uh, monumental to me. What about you, Sade? Well, for me, always Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, maybe because of their blindness, uh, it was always, uh, you know, just deeply, I was, um, you know, listening to their music. And I think Stevie Wonder was more of soul. And every time I listened to his music and the way Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder sang, seemed like it came from the soul. And it was part of their um, life missing with their blindness that I was so much uh, listening to the way they were singing or their lyrics. And somehow that was uh, amazingly interesting um, for me at that time. Um, and I guess to this day, I still just love listening to Stevie Wonder and Rachel's. Yeah, and it, I think it's definitely one of those things that can even to this day kind of carry with us in that way. And so, uh, yeah, to, to see the 
the, the human side of those individuals and what they've been through. And I, I think that's what speaks to a lot of people about music too. It's, you know, the story that's told and sometimes even the artist behind it and how, you know, these people can come from, you know, very unique experiences that yet being very relatable at the same time. I think one of the, the things that it reminds me of, I, I struggle sometimes to, as I mentioned, you know, liking rap and hip hop, I sometimes struggle to, to connect with certain artists as they get higher up. Um, you'll have these artists rapping about being billionaires and on flights and jets and things like that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. I can't, you know, like I, I can't relate to that. And so I think that's something too, that maybe is inherent, not just with rap, but I see other artists or, you know, uh, even country, I hear this sometimes where it's like, they're, you know, living all this stuff and they're doing all these things. And it's so interesting that transition that happens from, you know, struggle and strife, which makes them, you know, popular and maybe famous. And then they start to talk about these other things that they are probably experiencing and impacted by, um, but then can also distance them from people. And, and it always makes me wonder how, how do they stay relevant in that way? And how do people still uh, connect with them? Is it connecting with them now? Is it connecting what they used to be? Um, you know, is there, a, is there a tipping point where, you know, somebody's rapping about being a millionaire and or singing about being a millionaire. It's like, all right, I don't want to hear this anymore. Uh, have you guys seen that or, or experienced that in any way? Well, I'm easily offended by lots of things. So <laughs> <laughs> I've had that. Did I offend you by asking you that, Dan? I'm sorry. If I <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. I'll be yeah. honest. You know, I, it's interesting. I always, uh, you know, when I think of the lifestyle they have and things they do, one thing that comes to my mind is how much they're under pressure. And that's why I think they go to drugs, they go to alcohol. And I think this is something that you hear from all the singers or musicians all over the world. Being in front of a crowd, it's not sometimes easy for them. And because they're famous and they want to keep it, you know, they want to get rid of that pressure of always wanting to be the best or always want, wanting <clears throat> to do their best. And that part of this always, um, for some reason, comes to my mind. I mean, anytime I see them doing something extraordinary on the stage, I just wonder, are they on drugs? Are they doing this because they get high by seeing people? Because mm -hmm. you hear all that from their stories. So yeah. for me, it's always like they have that lifestyle, but they also have so much pressure, you know? Everybody is on drugs all of the time in the music industry. Yeah. No, you're, you're right, though. I mean, I can only imagine what it'd be like to cope with that level of pressure and expectation um, that, you know, I think a lot of people probably aren't prepared for or, or you know, they, they're having to figure out. I mean, I'm thinking about like, and he's a, considered probably a pop artist, too, uh, that in that line, uh, Justin Bieber. He actually has a couple of uh, songs and albums that just came out. And he talks about when he was so young and how he was like, kind of misled in that way and, and just recently kind of finding God and being able to realize like, you know, that the the money and the fame and all that like actually took away from his life. And, and he, you know, he started when he was really young too. He was yeah. like a kid. And so, uh, yeah, it's so interesting to see that some people maybe can, um, you know, kind of make a turn from that lifestyle. Then we get people, the, you know, the lead singer of Nirvana, who, you know, Kurt Cobain, who didn't and, you know, used drugs and end up overdosing. Janis Joplin and so many other, you know, famous uh, musicians who ended up, uh, you know, going down a whole different path. 
Yeah, and Brittany, we heard all those stories about her. Oh, Brittany Spears, uh, yeah. Brittany yeah. Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the one side of the fame, and, and that's why uh, for young people, sometimes when the, the role model or some of these artists, um, you know, you just wanted them to also know that maybe in real life, uh, they're not the real role model, you know, they, they just want the fame, they just want the attention, and they feel like, oh, you know, I want to be Britney Spears, I want to be Justin Bieber, but they don't know all these things behind it. So with that, we want to say goodbye to our listeners. I know Dr. Rockers has another appointment, has to leave. So we just skip through the last statement, or do we have time for that? I did want to mention too, Daniel mentioned Spotify. I think Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts, you can find the Tavana radio shows on there. So you can listen to uh, you know, our past shows regarding you know different topics that we've talked about. And, and, and I think along those lines too, we should take a pact right here and now that if we ever get famous in podcasting, we all stay humble. All right. <laughs> we, we don't go overboard. We, we keep on track. We'll, we'll keep each other in check. All right. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel's gonna be about the fame, huh? You're 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 gonna. I'm kind of leaning, needing to have that thing. You're just <laughs> right. Daniel's gonna go off and and live the the life of luxury. We'll we'll keep humble though. We'll keep humble. And we have to write a book together too. I want a jet in a yacht. <laughs> Daniel's gonna do it big, you know, blaze of glory, huh? <laughs> All right. With with that, uh, we want to just um, say goodbye to our listeners. Have a wonderful week ahead. We come back next week on a Saturday and we have another conversation um, on psychological or cultural issues. Thank you, Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, once again for the wonderful session and your expertise in different areas, especially we didn't know that Dr. Andrade has a lot of information on music because of his background. And uh, with that, um, have a wonderful week ahead and thank you again. Oh,
Kurba sva se misle safa Misle kurbat sobe vone Ismamo bobarko Man fasle porune barga Matrude bobo gulu shatna Derakhtan derakht khushki Tudase همیشه باور کن که من به عشق که من همیشه عاشقم